And now, live from Spooky Station in Boobank, California, it's the Plague Week 33 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her ghostly companions. He's a writer and unearthly co-host of the terrifyingly funny podcast, Bananas. It's Scotty Landis. And he's a super scary skeleton comedian man and the other host of the infernally gruesome and spine-chillingly silly podcast, Bananas. It's Kurt Brownoller. Tone Zone is here to frighten his ghoul friend by dreadfully purchasing all of the puzzlingly freakish retro series Star Wars action figures. I'm her dearly departed husband, Daniel, saying slither inside the doom bus and say to your new worst fiend, it's Alison Rosen. Reese's Peanut Butter Pumpkins. Welcome to another exciting episode, a Halloween episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular very popular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Jay Melville. <laughs> All sorts of stuff that is very fun up on my Patreon. I just had a Patreon Zoom live stream party where everyone could connect with their cameras and it was um, it was fun. We got to see everyone. It was great. Uh, I did a, an AAA and Ask Allison Anything where I, it was full of juicy gossip. I named names. And also, of course, you can submit carbohydrates. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Very excited for today's show. I would like to say hello to my guests. And I would like to say at the top that I'm not going to forget this time to say hi to Tony. So don't, so just, just get ready, Tony. And that didn't count. That one doesn't count. No, that was the, it's, that's right. It's not. It's a tease. Okay. A tease for the hello to come. (laughs) Hello. Kurt Brownoller, hello, Scotty Landis of the Bananas Podcast, which I had the honor of being on recently. And also, Kurt, you've been on my show a couple times, so you're you're um, an old friend of ours. Scotty, you're a new friend of ours. Hello, welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi, thanks for having us. Yes, we're for- ready for a new best friends. You kidding? I would love a new great core best friend. Okay, good, good, because... It's all about timing, really, when it comes yes. to being best friends with me. And this is a great time to make new friends, because there's so many things we can all do. We I know. just have the I'll time do. of our oh, yeah. lives. <laughs> Tony Thaxton, hello. Hello. You did it. You did it. I did it. I proud nailed it. Of, proud so, of you. Kurt and Scotty, um, mm-hmm. a thing that's been happening of late. So many new things are happening of late. I'm starting to squeegee the shower door for some reason, and it's like very nice. satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I'm forgetting to say hi to Tony. Those are the main things. 
<laughs> I can't I can't keep I can't keep with the with the squeegee in the shower door. Like good best of luck to you. Cause first you gotta clean the shower door and yes. then you just gotta squeegee it every single time. And it I can't I can't keep up. I tried. I have a squeegee. I've never done it. In the course of you saying that, it occurred to me that I haven't really been results-oriented in my shower squeegeeing. <laughs> like, right. all of a sudden, for the first right. time, I was like, wait, is it clean? Is it cleaner? I don't know. It's really just like an exercise in using the squeegee. <laughs> it's, well, you know what it does? So when I open my shower door pre-squeegee, yes. uh, the bath mat and a little bit of the floor would get all wet because it would be dripping off the shower door. So now that oh, I squeegee, okay. that stays dry. But I don't know if it's actually any cleaner. I'm going to say probably not. Yeah, if you get it, like, mine is essentially a white door now. Like, it's a glass door that I cannot see through anymore because <laughs> yes. it's so covered in scum. So at this point, I'm just, I've given up. I'm just going to be, this is, this, is what the, this is what the shower looks like. I don't care anymore. During the time when you were squeegeeing, did you feel on top of the world? I'm going to be up front with you. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Wait, <laughs> hang honest. on one second. Tony, play something to indicate um, brutal honest, a truth bomb. Yeah, brutal honesty. Yeah. Right. Well, since it's Halloween. <laughs> oh my I did it once, and I said, I'm really turning my life around. Mm-hmm. And then I never did it again oh boy and and i feel like i let myself down i feel like i feel like a failure it made me feel like a failure my inability oh. to continually squeegee the door right <laughs> Wait, so you only made like, it one, one time that's all that's all this talk and that was just one time you did it that was like fuck this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> you're I like a market difference i'm out <laughs> You're like an addict who goes to one meeting and then mm-hmm. like doubles down on their addiction. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Scotty, what's it your? It does shower? sound kind of fun. Oh, I have a regular shower. I have old school clear shower curtain. I have a clawfoot tub, uh, oh, wow. which is which a lot of people like. Uh, I don't care for it that much. Um, I'm a little too tall to actually take a bath in it, so it's just pretty much shower only. And then. You know how like when you're enveloped in it and it like you turn the water on and I don't know if it's the heat rising or the drag falling, but then it kind of comes in on you. So now <laughs> I have learned to secure the it to the wall where I literally put little screws into my shower curtain so that it does not envelop me. Oh, that's oh, yeah. great. Was that a Quar invention? It was a little before Quar, but uh, it definitely was one of those things where, you know, you're just, you're washing your hair, your eyes are closed, and then you just feel that weird <laughs> plasticky thing closing in on your, like, hips and legs, and you're like, God, this is not relaxing. And I was going to say, what you guys are doing, and Allison, like, when you're squeegeeing, it's a little bit like a vertical Zen garden. Like, it's the same movement. Like, oh, yeah. you can kind of draw your patterns. And yes. <laughs> it's kind of relaxing. It really is. And mm-hmm. you say in vertical Zen guard. Wait a minute. I'm not going to forget you. I'm done with the days of forgetting you, Tony. What's your shower like? <laughs> I just I just have an old, just a boring curtain. I did uh, one of my apartments years ago. I had a I had the glass door and uh, I, had to, I had a squeegee. Nice. I did not like it, but uh, our, my landlord at the time was very, very insistent about it. And uh, oh, so I, I weird. Yeah, I felt that's my nightmare. Yeah, 
to my, have my a landlord, landlord who gives a shit <laughs> a, on the, about your activities to that level. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, oh, I hate that. That oh, honestly, Kurt. that was like the the weirdly kind of like the one thing though. Like this this woman was actually like <laughs> incredibly nice. But this was like her one thing that she really was like, just make sure that you squeegee the door. That's so good. Wow. That's so good. Have you guys had good landlords in the past or not good? Mm, my current landlord is a DJ named DJ Skeet Skeet. Um, <laughs> this is true. And he's a producer and a DJ and I've never met him. And... Uh, when he was like, "Hey, his name's Trevor," and but he was like, "Yeah, I'm DJ Skeet Skeet," and I'm, I was like, "Oh, absolutely," and I Googled it right away. But he seems really great. I've always had good ones, but I would, I've always had ones that didn't seem like they were trying to rip me off. They were trying to get me just to stay as long as possible. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kurt? I think I, I think a last one. I've had, we used to live above, for 10 years, I lived directly above, in Brooklyn, lived directly above my landlord. It was like their home, it was like, you know, a brownstone, and we just had like the top apartment. And that was a little tough, because it's like, they're just always there, and you kind of have to like, and they were so nice, the nicest people in the entire world. Um but it was like, you know, they're just always kind of like aware mm-hmm. of what the fuck you're doing and kind of communicating to you about it. And so it was always just like, I never, I hate, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't, like neighbors, I want to keep neighbors. It, this is what a, a neighbor interaction is like. Hey, how you doing? All right. And then that's it. <laughs> Anything more <laughs> is just like, let's, let's have some boundaries. Let's have some boundaries. I'm beginning to suspect that our neighbors don't like us. And um, also, I was informed that my husband told the neighbors the name of my show. So I have to be careful. Oh, no. But actually, Ooh. that makes me wonder, could that have been like, did I say something? Is that why they don't like us? Um, and there's just a few data points that make me wonder about this. So yeah. our neighbors over there, and no one knows where I'm pointing to, and I don't know if that's north, south, east, or west, and it really doesn't matter, but our neighbor's mm-hmm. in one direction. However, this video is up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, so you can see me point. Um, they have been having <laughs> small parties, uh, I'm going to put oh, that in quotes, yeah. in their back, in their front yard. Um, like parties. G- give me how many people we talking. Well, I've never really seen, I've just heard, I've seen like they pop a little tent up out there. I don't know, oh, maybe boy. like 10. That's ten. Like some, it that's seems like people's, people stop by, maybe like between six and 10. Like they'll kind of oh, go out no. there, they'll be out there all day. People seem to stop by on and off. They're wearing masks and stuff. But I am, I simultaneously have two thoughts. One, what are you doing having a party? Two, why didn't you invite us? So yeah, it's the, it's every feeling. <laughs> So this has happened, and then I saw the neighbors across the way come to one of the parties. And that really, then I was like, oh my God, did they just see that they were having a party and decide to stop by, or were they actually invited? That really made me feel left out of the party that I don't think should be happening. Um, And then our other neighbors across the way, who like when we were moving, we closed on the house, and then we're doing some Mm -hmm. work on it before we moved in. And it took forever, but they were like really friendly and they would sort of let me know like, hey, there's a car parked in your driveway before we were living here. Like, you you know, they were like with sort of, 
I was like, oh, this is like, they're going to be sort of our eyes and ears in the neighborhood. This is great. And they've right. always been super friendly, but they didn't wave at us the last couple times. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> how do I re- How do I re- But I don't know that they saw us. It feels like since quarantine started and the masks went on, the waves went away. How do I fix this? <laughs> if this is really happening. I actually, we were leaving and I'm like, I'm, I made, I was like to Daniel, I was like, so the husband was out there on a ladder doing something with the tree. So he had like foliage covering him. So okay. it's possible they didn't see us. So I'm like, did he say hi okay. to you? Make sure you say hi to him. So I think Daniel like went out of his way to say hi and he got a high back. So that's the beginning of the repair. You're rebuilding. Yeah, but it's like, isn't it funny that a wave goes from zero to murder as soon as it's not returned? Like, you're like, hey, I like them. And then one second later, the wave doesn't come and you're like, well, fuck you. You know what? Honestly, and they're probably listening right now. Wave, guys. Wave it. I think it's the opposite. Else. I think in times of masks where you can't smile at people, just wave. Waving is so yeah. effortless. Wave to everybody. Wave with both hands. I know. I've been. I've been trying to like smile with my eyes to people as I like, mm-hmm. we, like pass each other, but it doesn't really work. It kind of just looks like I have gas. Yes, you know, that, like, I feel like mm. I'm just giving like a super intense, like weird smizing kind of thing. <laughs> I guess I should get get my old hands out and be waving them around. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm like, have we not been friendly enough? Have we? I don't know. It's it's it's. And also, I don't, it's like, I also don't care, except that the idea of like a whole bunch of people who have decided they don't like us is definitely not okay with me. Yeah, that's not okay. But Halloween's coming. I mean, just start smashing pumpkins and like, you know, just prank the hell out of these people. It's coming. They asked for it. <laughs> with their, I'll do it. Right. With their attack on us that is uh that (laughs) i don't know if it exists or not so (laughs) regarding halloween here's what happened daniel who writes the intros to the show that's my husband he writes intros to the show which we do after we record um Mm -hmm. on my and and so it's sort of tailored to the guests so the listeners will have heard it by now and i'm sure it was amazing as i was on my way out the door to come to the studio um he said oh who's on the show this week and I said, your name's like, oh, great. Um, he's like, it's the Halloween episode. And I was like, oh, mm. I had completely forgotten. So this episode is not going to be that ho- Halloweenified other than the Halloween music you heard and his, mm-hmm. I imagine, Halloween intro. How do you guys feel about Halloween? I'm not a big Halloween person. Like in general during Quar. Like in general, it used to be my favorite holiday, especially in New York City. Like it, it was like really my favorite holiday. And then last year was like really exciting because my daughter was two last year, so right. it was like the first time she could like walk from door to door. Yeah, and she doesn't remember it, but my neighborhood like goes all out. So like literally, like we we left the house with our drinks, uh, and then like every single person in our neighborhood, and then people from other neighborhoods, like friends, we just happen to run in. Everybody's drinking on the street, and like the yeah. kids are getting candy, and it's just like mwah, mwah, I love it. This year we don't we're trying to like organize a thing. Are your kids going to do Halloween this year? Um so we're going to have my sister and my nephews over and nice. we're going to like we're sort of trying to we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. I think we're going to just trick or treat in the <laughs> in the house, you know, behind each yeah. door mm-hmm. and maybe do a Halloween oh, yeah. craft or something. That's so great. we're we're yeah, what are you going to do? Scotty has a great uh, tradition. Are you doing your tradition this year? 
I don't know if we are. Normally, I um, my friend Mamrie Hart, who oh, yeah. uh, loves Halloween, we started about seven years ago. She was like, do you just want to hand out candy to kids? I was like, yes, that's perfect. We put on whatever costumes we had handy. And we sold, sold. We handed out like uh, we sold. All, we made a lot of money. Um, we handed out like, I mean, maybe a thousand pieces of candy. So we were like, one person would run to CVS and buy five more bags because it's it's actually the same neighborhood as Kurt, and it's just known as a safe neighborhood with tons. It's flat, which is also an LA kind of a thing. Like you don't want to just walk up and down the hills, right? And so now we rent a frozen margarita machine. And for the parents, we hand out to-go cups of frozen margaritas while the kids get candy. And now there's three or four of us. We decorate her yard and smoke machines and all that. But it got to the point two years ago where people were like, you're the margarita house? And then <laughs> like, the Dodgers are in the World Series now, and the Dodgers are usually in the playoffs. So like, the dads will come halfway into Mamrie's house holding a margarita, watching the Dodgers game behind <laughs> us while we hand out candy to kids. And it's still, you know, it, they're so nice. I got to say they're so polite like it's it's awesome. So this year we might do she has sort of like the gate to her fence is um like one of those old barn doors where the top opens or the bottom opens. So we might just barn door it and then we'll probably skip the margaritas sadly this year and just hand out bags of pre-bagged candy mm-hmm. until we run out. Yeah, yeah I, d- I don't know if kids are going to be trick or treating or not because I know that uh, Whoever, not the CDC, whoever, like someone, some official body locally was like, they, you're not allowed to trick or treat in LA County. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they're just like, the, yeah, I think it was Newsom. Newsom was just like, right. Halloween's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're just like, we organize with our neighbors. I think there's going to be like three houses and we're going to have a bowl of candy in front of each house. Right. And we're going to like socially distance walk the three kids. From one place to the other to the other, and then let them walk around outside, and then it's over. 30 minutes, in and done. Yep. How, how nice for you that you have such great relationships with your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I- <laughs> these, this, this, this plan we have for Halloween night, trick-or-treating in the house, that's going to take like all of four minutes, <laughs> and then we're going to be done. Um, my favorite thing that happened last year, and same, it was like the first Halloween. Like Elliot slept through Halloween the year before, and so it was the first right. Halloween where you know he could dress up, and he was a caterpillar, and Owen was Aww. a pineapple, and it was super cute, and it was just, and it's a really great neighborhood, despite the neighbors who I yes. think don't care for us, um, and it was <laughs> great. But anyway, we went up to one house, uh, trick or treat, and the woman opened the door, and Elliot just walked right in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And That's it, the move. Head on it, in. It occurred to me, like, why wouldn't he? You know, yeah, it makes no, he has no idea. It makes no sense to him that you don't. Like, he only knows of going in places. Did you? Did, and he was a caterpillar. That's cool too. Like a little a cat- caterpillar just walks into your house. Like, it's <laughs> adorable. Right. I wish that happened year round. <laughs> did you say that was the first house of the night, or he just randomly no. decided this one was the one he was going to walk in? Smells yeah, good. the latter. He just ran. At this point, he was like, I just, I'm ready to go inside. <laughs> yeah, I bet you he's just like, I'm tired now. This seems like a good place to lay <laughs> Maybe. So, Tony, you possibly had jury duty today, right? 
Whoa. Yeah, I was. I had gotten the notification a few weeks ago or whenever that was, but then uh, I checked on Friday and it said I did not have to report. Um, so I have to check again tonight to see if I have to go tomorrow. We will see. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. I think I put mine off three times in a row just because of kids, because I like had babies at home and I was like, I can't go. Uh, and then finally it was like, you have to go. Because it's like you put it off too many times. And then COVID happened. And it was like right in the beginning when they just canceled jury duty. So like I just got to get, I just got out. I was surprised. Sorry. I don't know if it's going to come back. Yeah, I was surprised to get the notice because I, yeah, I really wasn't sure if it was happening or not. And I'm not uh, crazy about it. I don't like really the thought of being forced to go do that during this. I know of a couple lawyers who are having to go to courthouses. So I think some courts are able to do Zoom stuff mm-hmm. and some just oh. aren't. I don't understand why, though. If every like podcaster can do it, you'd think that a courtroom could figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I think that I... I mean, I feel like I'm jinxing it, so... Oh, well, it's Halloween. Uh, yeah. I think that I postponed my jury duty last time, too, but like a long mm-hmm. time ago. So I'm surprised they haven't come found... They haven't found me. I always want to get picked. And I've tried like four times uh, in college. So like Massachusetts, New York, and LA, I get it. I go. I get picked because I'm like, well, it's also like they've all been different where they're like, are you related to anybody in law enforcement? I'm like, no, I'm not. And they're like, are you a business owner? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And they were like, would you be angry if somebody broke into your home? I'm like, of course I'd be angry. Like all these basic questions. Uh And then I get picked, and then they're like, you're number 23, and then you have to report at like 8 a.m. the next day. And I remember having to do this in Brooklyn, and like getting on the subway early is always such a nightmare. And then you get there, and then they're like, they figured it out. And so all four times, the lawyers like <laughs> pled. Like some, they got a plea deal, and it wasn't. But I'm like, I'm the guy that I want to hear. I want to see it. Like, yes. And I don't, and people are like, well, what if it went 90 days? I'm like, who cares? I have to do it. It's cool. But um, I've never, I've always gotten, I've always gotten drafted to the second round and then never gotten to the big show. So call me i'll go i'll go right i'll i'll wear a wig i'll go for you allison let's do this <laughs> do, you yeah. guys, do you remember like scotty sorry to interrupt allison no go um, for it but in brooklyn i don't uh-huh. know if when it was there when you were there but there used to be in downtown brooklyn the place i went to there was a tv and like you yes. were while you were waiting they would play a video about the history of law which yes. no shit if i'm remembering correctly starts with people having like uh like a witch trial and then they throw a witch into a lake and then they're like we don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god i don't think i made that up i remember watching it on the tv Amazing. Uh, i wonder if maybe one of your listeners know if that's actually a real video or if i imagined it <laughs> that if it is real that's like made by the same people that make driving school instructional videos yes yes so the first time I ever did jury duty in Costa Mesa, California, um, nice. I remember I made it until like the round right before. It's like I made it to like I got I got so many callbacks. That's me. That's me. Got the <laughs> yeah. callback. I did the chem test, um, and <laughs> I was so torn about not being picked because I also like you, Scotty, was like this. It'd be kind of cool to see, yeah. but I also don't know that I want the commitment. But it'd be yeah. So I don't know. 
Um, and then I also did it in New York, but I feel like that was in Manhattan. But you guys both talking about your Brooklyn courthouses, I don't know. I was definitely J Street, Borough Hall. I was definitely yeah. downtown Brooklyn, and it's a dump, and they have these huge, they just have folding chairs out, like in this really big room, and you know what group you're in, and then you sit there and you just wait. And it was so interesting. Like, oh, and at the time, this will date me a little bit, but I think smartphones were brand new. Like the iPhone had just come out, and they were like, no smartphones. And everybody had one and was like doing the worst job. It was like being a kid and like sleeping in class. They were all like tucking it under a shirt or like in between a magazine. They were just like looking at their iPhones. And I didn't have one. So I just sat there bored as hell. But like, yeah, I wanted to get picked. I boss out here. One of our showrunners on Workaholics or the showrunner on Workaholics got picked and he was gone for like probably a week and a half. And it was a murder case, and it was somebody who had beaten somebody to death with a bat. And we were like, tell us all about it. He's like, I can't tell it's over. And then when he got in, it was just like the evidence was like he was on camera holding the bat. He walked in and like all this stuff. But <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of fascinating. Like I would yeah. want to be in one of those just to listen to the law. We all watch law shows. It'd be cool right. to see yep. one, how it really goes. Right. Um, I need to tell you guys about something. But then... Uh, I want to find out, Scotty, your story a bit and like how you guys know each other and all that. Sure. But first, I want to tell you about Magic Spoon. Do you know Magic Spoon cereal? It is so delicious. It is uh, low-carb, keto-friendly, mm. gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I had heard of it before they like way before they became sponsors on the show cool. because my husband heard about it on another podcast and decided to buy it. And while I was super excited, and I was, um, I did no carb. I was like keto for the longest time. And you cannot have cereal when you're on keto because cereal is like always full of sugar and full of carbs. So I was like, this is too good to be true. I'm excited about this. But I also felt like, and I don't know if anyone's going to relate to this, but the fact that he heard about it on a podcast and then bought it and it wasn't my podcast, I felt like he was cheating on me. <laughs> I felt betrayed. Get like, who this is guy. this who's in your ear? But anyway, I was super excited to try it, and it is delicious. Um, it, there's there's four flavors. It's cocoa, frosted, fruity, or blueberry. Daniel's favorite is the cocoa. My favorite is frosted. They're all good, though. Um, it's amazing. So zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net carbs. Sorry, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Um, mm. It really is like too good to be true. And also, I have to say... It's, this is unusual for an advertiser on the show. They don't care what kind of language we use. They said, they truly yeah. said, you can use as many F-bombs as you want. So I don't even need to, but I feel like I should say, because I can, this is fucking good cereal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to magicspoon.com slash best friend to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code best friend at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, except you will, but if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash best friend and use the code best friend for free shipping. We Amazing. thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. I'll They're eat it. Fucking I'll awesome. eat it. It's really good. I'm yeah. going right now. Do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Scotty, what is... Your story. I know. I know. I know. You worked at River Cafe. I did. 
where I was a valet. Yeah, celebrated a an anniversary with <clears throat> years ago, and then also uh, we had a was it actual Christmas? Maybe Christmas dinner. Rivers, yeah. you're talking about River Cafe, like in Dumbo, in right? Yeah, right under the Brooklyn Bridge. I was okay. a valet there for one year, um, and it was great. I made more money doing that than I'd done any of the other sort of service industry retail jobs you have to do when you're an aspiring person and uh i loved it and it was fascinating to see um like what uh i'm very interested in things that appear fancy and that are presented as being luxurious and fancy and that are and then when you kind of see behind the curtains like you're like yeah but i there's just a wall of these white uh, tuxedo jackets that we just pick the one that kind of is the cleanest and smells the best, and then we park <laughs> your car for four hours. Like, you know, I'm wearing a bow tie, and like, and then yeah, every night you'd show up in black pants and a tucked in shirt uh, or button down shirt, and then it's just like, oh, this one's only a medium, so it's like, you know, halfway up my forearm. <laughs> but then people are like, just, and you have to run to get people's car, but then as soon as you round the corner, you just start walking because they can't see you anymore. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. But it was great. And I learned a lot about, like, just, um, I don't know, how people treat sort of like the help, I guess. And the oldest old, old money treats help very well, which is weird. Like, the people that felt like the Astors and the Rockefellers and the those type of people just walk up to you and hand you, like, a crisp $100 bill. And they're like, I'm going to hold on to my keys, but uh, just make sure nobody breathes on it. And you're like, yes, sir, right away. Here's the door. And then, like, all the nouveau riche are like, yeah, I'm going to hook you up. You take care of this Escalade. I'm going to hook you up. And then they come out and give you, like, two bucks. And then they're just like, thanks, chief. Thanks, boss. And you're like, thank you. Have a great night. I put yours, like, so far away from the other cars thinking you're going to hook me up. And really, it's just, like, a fun night from Long Island. Um, but, yeah, I moved to New York. I met Kurt there. Kurt was a rising stand-up. I was an aspiring writer. Now I'm a TV writer and I write movies. And uh, we, I like looked up to he and Kristen Shaw who performed together and they were sort of my first, they were the first people to take me under their wing or at least say like, hey, you're good, you can do this. So we became buddies about, you know, starting around 15 years ago and then we really started to work together about 10 years ago pretty regularly. Um, nice. Real fast. Tony, I think you're, we're, we're hearing your torrential typing. Why does that keep, I don't know why the preference keeps Changing it back to it reminded me of something like when you respond to an automated phone call and you can hear oh, yeah. it like yes. doing that thing. I kept being like, Jesus, I'm about to get transferred to <laughs> Debbie and HR. Um, it's the weirdest noise. It's it like is. what I always imagined that it was like what a like an a robot thought like getting ready to talk sounded like. Like <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um that is hilarious. Uh, okay, so Scotty, you're from Maryland originally. Yeah, that's where you grew up. I was up. born and raised in Reisterstown, Maryland, and then I went to um, UMass Amherst and just went and had fun. And then I moved to Atlanta for one year, and then to Brooklyn from there. And I don't know why. I I get asked that question sometimes, like why New York and not LA? And honestly, I never thought I would live in either one. And I'm not. I don't know. I just was drawn to it in the way that sometimes people are drawn to New York. I think. Mm-hmm. And Kurt, like, what what was the circumstance where you guys actually met each other? I was teaching improv to uh, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, I and was a Red Scotty Bull rep. for Red Bull. Like back in the day, this is two thousand four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was two thousand four, right. 
and I like yep. taught improv at the time, and so Red Bull hired me, and then uh, Scotty was like one of the one of the guys. Like, what was your what was your like official title? The Mobile Energy Team. We were met. We were met reps. Yeah, we were met reps. Met. Yeah. And they got they fired all the guys eventually. They went full beverage company status where they were like, you know, let's just have attractive women. Like, and then they were like, you're you're just laid off. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, it was a fun job, but yeah, Kurt. I had seen Kurt. Uh, my first job job in New York was on a TV show called Stella. Uh, was oh, Michael yeah. Black and I love yeah, I love that David show Wayne. and I love those guys. I moved to New York, didn't know anybody, and I got a brief job as a temp. And as a temp, my first temp job was mailing fire safety things for this management company. So I had to stuff these envelopes and put labels on it and mail it. And I'm talking like 5,000 apartments. And I started to see Penny Marshall or Michael Rappaport or Abe Vigoda. Like I was seeing these like crazy names. And one of them was David Wayne. And I was like, okay, so now I have all these people's addresses. Uh, so I started writing <laughs> postcards to all of them and saying like to like Penny Marshall, I'd be like, Penny, you give the best advice. Always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I'll see you soon. And then I would write Scotty Landis very clear and very big so that it would be like they would at least have to have read my name if they even get that mail. Were and you like your own street team? I was my own. Yeah, I was my own grassroots street team. <laughs> And I, I started doing it to Comedy Central and to Stella's production office specifically in Greenpoint. And then one day I got an email that was like, hey, I've been getting your postcards and your emails. I'm the writer's assistant. How tall are you? And I was like, I'm 6'2". And they're like, oh, David Wayne needs a stand in. But David Wayne's pretty tall, too. And they were like, but you're a little too tall. Do you want to be the sound PA? <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> and I had never done anything like that. And then through that show, putting microphones on everybody and the cast, there was a comedian named Andrea Rosen. And she took me to Kurt and Kristen's hot tub, which was like one of the first few uh, hot tubs, I think. And so yeah. I saw those guys. Oh, that's so um, cool. Yeah, um, it was nice. Wait, back to this whole postcard thing. So you were sending <laughs> postcards <laughs> to Comedy Central, but yeah. were you indicating that you wanted to work for Stella? No, I was writing to the production office mostly, but I guess to Comedy Central too. And I would just act like we had had conversations and hung out. And it was all so that people would see my name. I didn't care. I wasn't like, here's my email or my return. It was purely just so one day if somebody heard scotty landis they would be like oh yeah yeah because i just thought that would work and it totally worked by the way it absolutely they, worked how did they get your email um on because i i started emailing the office too once stella went into production they got a warehouse office in greenpoint and i found that from the onion from the av club um somebody must have done an interview or something and they're like, yeah, they'll be shooting out of green screen studios at, I don't remember the production company, but then I just started emailing like info at, you know, Stella.com or whatever. And it worked. And then it's so from crazy there, it worked. I love that story. I, I know. never heard that story before. Yeah, that's true. And then so I met, I saw Kurt and Kristen. I was blown away. I felt like it was the first time I'd ever seen people with the same sense of humor, and I almost cried. And then I uh, introduced myself to Kristen after the show. Kurt, I think, honestly went and got drunk across the street at Mustang Sally's or Triple Crown yeah. almost instantly. And Kristen was like, uh, I was like, hey, you're really great. If there's ever anything I can do to help you out, I just think you're so special. And then she thought I was a gay man. She thought I was a gay man um, and 
But like the next two times I saw her, she just was, I don't know. I guess she was like, is your boyfriend coming too? And it was uh, Anthony Batista, Kurt. It was my friend Anthony. Yep. So uh-huh. yeah. Very so then man. they just thought that it was two gay men complimenting her after a show. And honestly, I'll take it. <laughs> Sorry to go back to the postcards and this whole Please. <laughs> oh, I did so much more than that, but please. It's <clears throat> it it's just so interesting to me that it there's just I'm just fascinated by this story because it's so indirect. Like Yes. And yet it worked. Kurt, what is your reaction to this aside from amusement? Like doesn't it seem insane? No, it's just the way Scotty operates. Like <laughs> he does he still sends postcards and oh, he yeah. now he just sends postcards to anybody on the internet who will send him their uh, address and he just sends them a very nice postcard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> thousands, thousands. It was thousands. It was in it's a city thing. like yeah, where nobody ever knows. Nobody will ever know who you are. And if you're a writer, I wasn't a stand-up, and I wasn't an improviser. I was just a writer, and so nobody's gonna find me. And like I'm from Maryland, not connected. My parents have nothing to do with the business at all. So I was like, I just need people to know who I am somehow. Mm-hmm. And but I was sending it to like. Helmet Lang. I mean, I was sending it to like <laughs> Wolfgang Puck, like any address that I, any name I recognized, I would write it in this little memo pad, and then I'd go home and send like a postcard a week to those names. I love it that. I love that. <laughs> David Wayne remembered uh, on. I sent it to his home address in Brooklyn way back in the day, and then when I got Stella, there was I'd been there for two weeks, and it was sort of downtime, and everybody gets used to everybody on set pretty quickly. And I was like, "Hey, I sent you a postcard with it was like a guy from Florida and like a speedo," and he goes, "Oh yeah, I remember that." So I think uh, I think if you're like Tom Hanks and those types, you don't see your fan mail. It's just like a, an ocean. But I think if you're like a mid-tier comedian in new york in the early 2000s like all males like whoa somebody knows so like any recognition's good <laughs> right so then you became friends with kurt and with Kristen. um mm-hmm. and then when did you guys start collaborating on stuff what was our penelope. first thing was penelope yeah, yeah yeah so Kristen and i did this uh web series called penelope princess of pets uh, which was all about a uh, girl who could talk to animals and who had to kill a senator in order to save the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that was like 2005, I think, 2006 maybe. Yep. Um, and Scotty was a PA on that and also helped write jokes for that. Mm-hmm. And then and then Scotty and I just kept working together. Um, yep. He would write stuff for Hot Tub, and then mm-hmm. we made a show. We made like a web series together called Roustabout, where I jet skied mm-hmm. from Chicago to New Orleans for charity. Um, and then we made pilot. We made two pilots for Comedy Central together. Yes. Um, we've written a bunch of stuff. We just sold a show together. Mm-hmm. And oh, and then we have bananas together. Congratulations! What is this show? Oh, it's just a it's just a pilot. But still, that's cool. Yeah, it's an animated pilot, which is yeah. That's really it's, cool. Is it? Do you not want to say anything more about it? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't like jinxing. I don't like jinxing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been longtime writers, and you know, there when you're first starting out, and nobody's paying you any of us, but anyone, it's just kind of like. You just are happy that people think you're funny and that you think they're funny. And if they have like a small idea, you do it. And then you do this other idea and you do it. And so we just kept throwing stuff at the wall. And 
And um, thankfully, sort of our circle and sort of our smaller kind of clique of friends that came up, like people started to make it, started to get those breakthroughs. So it was fun. Um, It's still fun. I think a lot of times we all talk about some of those early shows, including Penelope, and are like, we should get that started. Like it's still when it was at its purest and most fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is and special. then, um, how did you start working? How, how did Workaholics happen? Um, similar, similar thing. I uh, I had written on a bunch of shows in New York, and I felt like I had become sort of like a go-to writer, comedy writer there. And then I moved to LA and started working on a Whitney Cummings show for E! called Love You Mean It. And yeah. and Adam Devine was a guest. Um, it was a brief. It was actually a really good show. It was supposed to replace Chelsea lately. And then it got pulled um, at the end of the first season. They didn't renew us. And while I was there and Divine was on, a mutual friend was like, do you want to meet Adam? He's going to do a show at Comedy Central and they need a showrunner. And I said, sure. And we met at Old Smokehouse. And after one drink, he was like, let's do it. And we did a show called House Party, which was on Comedy Central for three oh, yeah. seasons. And um, Kurt was on season two of that. And then from House Party and working together, Adam was like, would you want to work on Workaholics? And I said, sure. I think it's really funny. So I did that for four seasons. And how did uh, Bananas come about? Bananas was an idea we had a long time ago under a Mm -hmm. different name. And Mm then um, I guess it was, I don't know, it was almost like, I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. When I just like, I just text Scott, I was like, we should make it a podcast and we should bring it to Georgia and Karen. Mm -hmm. Um, And Scott, was like, yes. And then, and we, when we asked Georgia and Karen from My Favorite Murder and uh, they were super down with it. And that's kind of how it came about. It was just friends. It's just friends, you know, chatting. Um, but yeah, Kurt needed, and Kurt's a stand-up, you know, he's a headlining stand-up, so he was, you know, stand-ups need podcasts to announce tour dates, <laughs> and then COVID hit. So we started this <laughs> as sort of a vehicle for Kurt to be like, and I'm going to be playing this place, this place, and this place coming up. Uh, that part's gone away for now, but Kurt named it Bananas, and we knew the general idea, and we knew we wanted smart, funny women and, um, and non-binary guests and so far so good and thank you so much for being on it we were really excited to have you and it was an awesome episode thank you it was really fun it's so for anyone who has everyone should go subscribe listen to it um but it's you guys it's like very fun escapist you just talk about crazy bananas news stories (laughs) and the thing that i think is ingenious and i don't know if this is by design or if it just happened your listeners send you stories right Yes. Yes. All of our are stories all the st- are listener are, are listener sent in. Yeah. Because I host Childish, my parenting-ish podcast with Greg right. Fitzsimmons, and we do news. Well, like a little bit trickles in, but for the most part, it's us looking for news. And I'm always thinking, right. God damn, how do we get our listeners to just do to just start sending <laughs> it in? How did you do this? It's so smart. I, you know, it was so weird because when we first started, we were just finding it on our own. And then we just, right. we just said, you know, just DM us if you have any news stories. And I think people have been finding these stories and they don't have anyone to share them with. So people were excited to share their town's like weird yeah. thing. Um, because but we no get one hundreds. cares. We get hundreds of them. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. It's great. Kudos it on that. Um, yes. Another thing. <laughs> Another thing that is great, uh, Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box. Perhaps you have essential oils just sitting on your shelf. 
because you don't know how to use them. They can actually be kind of confusing. They smell so good, but like, what do you do with them? Enter Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box. Um, they will help you gain confidence and clarity in using mm-hmm. essential oils to help make your home toxin-free. So it's sort of like a meal kit, but it's not food. It's essential oils, and it's all the things you need to make products with them. It's super – it's almost like a like a craft kit. It's so much fun, and it smells so good. Um, so here's how it works. You get four pure essential oils and natural ingredients delivered to your doorstep. Use the easy-to-follow recipes to make six different products with the oils and ingredients found in the box. Enjoy the peace of mind that comes from using natural products that you know the ingredients of. Um, and my it keeps changing my favorite scents, but I love the juniper berry. I love the grapefruit. And then in the most recent box, there's one, and it's autumnal. And I, it might just be called autumnal blend. I might be me- if I'm messing up the name, I will correct. I will offer a correction next week. But it's now that it's like a little bit cold. It's so good. Um, all of Simply Earth's essential oil recipes are tried and tested by in-house certified aromatherapists. Uh, and it's great. Using essential oils to support your wellness doesn't have to be overwhelming. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box. Plus, get a free 80 milliliter diffuser when you subscribe using my URL. That's simplyearth.com slash best friend. Again, that is simplyearth.com slash best friend. Okay. Scotty and Kurt. Yes, Allison. Mm-hmm. Since you guys have a podcast called Bananas, yes. and it's not just a name, it's really uh, a lifestyle because you retweet <laughs> yes, or repost people's accidental bananas, like bananas just mm-hmm. out there, just uh, bananas all over the place. I have a quiz for you guys oh, about bananas. Mm-hmm. Now, I am wondering though, do you feel okay. like you know a lot about bananas? Oh. No. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not maybe. Okay, good. We'll try. All right, that's good. Um, we'll I will keep score. There's five, a- five between five and seven questions. I haven't decided yet if we're doing all of them or not. Let them rip. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? First, I realize there's something I have to ask because I have been not just for the show, but just personally wondering, Scotty, your Instagram yes. account. Every caption is a quote. Yeah. Do you are you constantly compiling quotes? How does this work? It's really easy. It was uh I was late to Instagram. I've only been on it for about five years. Um and so I didn't want to write jokes, um, because I felt like I had to do that in life and on Twitter and stuff. So I thought if I could take dumb pictures and put smart quotes or smart pictures and put dumb quotes, that it would save me a lot of thinking. So basically once I have the photo I like, I kinda try to I just do a keyword for like quotes about and then a keyword and um, it's it takes zero time. It takes 20 seconds usually to find a quote. There's the website I use the most is brainy quote, but uh, yeah, it just saves me the effort of um, thinking of something clever to say. Gotcha. It's lazy. It's lazy. <laughs> Kurt, <laughs> it works. it's a kind of fascinating that brainy quote thing because it's weird where they pull the quotes from. Yeah, um, you're on it. For s- yeah, for some reason, I, it was like, I don't even remember what it was, but literally someone sh- sh- someone sent me a photograph from New York City. You know those like digital kiosk signs they have now? Mm-hmm. They're just like these big like, they're digital signs that are just everywhere. I think they're run by the MTA. 
and like different stuff flashes on them. And I guess they have quotes from famous New Yorkers. But for some reason, I guess they like just searched brainy quote for like New York quotes. And like mine was up there. And it was Mm -hmm. literally something I wrote. I don't know. For New York Magazine, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago. I had no memory of writing it. And then someone sent me a photograph of a quote from me about New York City where I was just like, I I don't think I wrote that. I don't know. Yeah. And then I'd like Google it and find it. And I was like, oh, I guess I did write that. And it was like just part of a, I think it was part of an interview I did for like a, a New York magazine, like w- way back in the day. What, but it's what was, it's, it's, what was oh. it? New York. Uh, oh, man. New York oh, for tr- something like for true New Yorkers, this for some people, uh, the city... <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it. It's like the it's city tough. crushes you. Like mm. the city cr- uh city crushes you, but if you're a true New Yorker, you just get polished or something. It's I can't remember oh. the exact quote. It's better nice. than that. It's better than that. I'll like use it. But yeah, it's just White. because it's on brainy quote. It's not like an exceptional quote, I don't think yeah. either. I think it's literally just like an intern who was like New York quotes. All right, copy paste, send it off to the digital <laughs> kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> it's also fascinating because I look at quotes so much, and I do have like Bartlett's book of quotations and stuff. I do find things interesting. Um, I have an Oxford humorous quotations book. Um, a lot of times, a quote that we all know, like "Put your all your eggs all in one basket uh, and watch that basket," it'll be attributed to like fifteen people. And so there are a lot of yeah. things like Mark Twain has a lot of quotes that are also attributed to like. 20 other people it's it's just interesting that over time it's sort of what's going on in general where like the truth and facts and stuff are sort of all just a you just go i think that was that person that said it and then you just go with it so people have corrected me before they're like oh that person didn't say that that's from troop beverly hills and i'm like oh (laughs) 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 that did actually happen Um, yes so yeah my eighth grade quote was um life unexamined is not worth living which okay (laughs) yes 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 yes. (laughs) in eighth grade doing some examining some right i think it was a a defense of like over analysis when i was 13 so that's real (laughs) that's some real pretentious shit but it was socrates but also like play also plato also aristotle and I think that it was mostly I I usually right. attributed to, it's like same and maybe it, it was also from Troop Beverly Hills. Wait, yeah. was the Troop Beverly Hills one the badges? We don't need no stinking badges. No, was, but that I see that one too. Yeah. Um, no, it was some. It just happens, and because I just pull them from websites, I don't research them, but I just like copy paste whoever they quote, and then people are like, uh, "Actually, that's Shelley Long and Troop Beverly Hills," and I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And like I'll, I don't even re-edit it. I'm like, it's Instagram. It's just disposable <laughs> yeah. scroll yeah. shit. So, um, but yeah, I did have one once, like early, like four or five years ago, and it was just some quote about I don't know nothing. And this person's like, do you know that that person is a dictator and that he's talking about Muslims and I was and like eradicating them? And I was like, no, I did not. Thank you. And I just I literally switched it to an Eminem quote that was like, <laughs> I'd try my best. And I was like, I'm just going to get out of this right away. But uh, that was the only time where I sort of like grabbed one without looking up who the person was and was like, oops, that was not my <laughs> favorite. That's not my brand. That is hilarious. <laughs> Whoops. That is hilarious. Um, all right, let's let's see who's the king of oh, bananas. King of the bananas. 
Oh yeah. boy. All right, I'm ready. Also, I would like to point out that for everyone watching this on Patreon, this is not a zit on my forehead. I got a biopsy on that. <laughs> and oh. I was like, I hope this isn't going to be a scar. And he's like, no, no, it's not going to be a scar. And I think I'm going to now have a scar on my forehead that looks like a zit. Cool. And I'm very bummed out about it. Well, I didn't I even hadn't notice. Even, I hadn't even had noticed. It? But now I do notice. Same. It's big. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you have skin cancer? Yeah. No, I don't know. He was just like, well, we're going to biopsy this. I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll find out. We'll Such find a lazy, out. fair attitude about your skin. I know. I mean, I got it. I'm, I got it taken care of. It's biopsied. It's, what am I going to do? Worry about the biopsy until it comes through? It's going to yep. come back fine. Yeah, you're fine. Life unexamined is not worth living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we need to talk yet again about the fact that my children and your children, Kurt, bear a resemblance. I just took another photo of Owen and I was like, I've got to email this to you guys because he looks so much like your kids. It's weird. Gus? Because we don't. Owen look like Gus? Yes, but also a little bit olive. Like olive? Yeah. Oh, wow. But Daniel's a ginger, right? Or Yes. I think yeah. that's why. Um. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Owen is blonde-haired and blue-eyed, so it's weird that he's my son. In fact, sometimes I wonder, like, is he really my son? I mean, I know he came out of my body, but we did IVF, so could it have been someone else's egg? Whoa. We'll find That's out. Right. Like he's He has a real... I mean, he's one and a half, so take this with a grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be a professional ball player. He has a really Absolutely. good arm. Good. I'm not athletic. Okay. I have uh, frustrated everyone with my saying we're going to do the banana quiz, and then I didn't. Tony, could you do some sound effects? I imagine you were already planning to. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Thank you, Tony. Number one. The scientific name for banana is Musa sapientum. Musa sapientum. Does that mean, it's multiple choice, A, yellow and sweet, B, something you peel. C, fruit of the wise men. D, musical fruit. C. I'm going to say something you peel. Okay. The correct answer is, and by the way, I didn't tell you guys you should get something to write down with, but I think we can probably, do you have a a pen and paper there? I do. Okay, great. But you can probably do... I'm not sure you'll need it, but anyway. Okay, so Kurt says, B, something you peel. Scotty says, C, fruit of the wise men. The correct answer is, Scotty, fruit of the wise men. Sape. Sape is like like a homo sapien. Correct. Okay, this is... This is not multiple choice. This one is just a, a test. Number two... (laughs) there is only one state in the u.s where bananas are grown commercially can you name it do we have like a little only clock or anything Mm -hmm. while they or music while they are okay great only one state in the u.s where bananas are grown commercially correct can you name it i mean scotty put that up and I'm yeah, like, yeah, I know. So you're holding up your answer, and now you're. T- and I think Kurt. 
I'm going to take right. that. I'm going to take Scotty's answer. Okay. All right. We have a couple <laughs> answers. Scotty, what do you think it is? I think it's Hawaii. And Kurt, what do you Final think Final answer. Is? Okay. I'm going to go with Alaska. Okay. I love that. I love once, that. <laughs> once again, Scotty, you're right. It is Hawaii. Yeah. Dole. Dole, baby. Although, at one time, they were also grown in Southern California and Florida. And the overwhelming majority of the bananas Americans eat come from countries in Latin America and South America. I should say, most of these banana factoids came from a site called the Banana Police, which I believe is a children's <laughs> book, but there's like banana, you know, fun facts on it. So Yay. thank you, Banana Police. Okay. So right now, Scotty has two. Kurt, I'm sorry, you have none. We're on the same team. We're, we're, we're on the same team. We're, right. we're, we do all banana things together. One yeah. banana, a banana win for one of you is a banana win for the other. That's right. I'll just smile. <laughs> Try to distract Number th- from my, my big <laughs> Number scar three. on my forehead. <laughs> Ooh, scary. The Banana Club Museum. I don't even know if you know this existed. The Banana Club Museum houses the world's largest collection devoted to any one fruit. How many banana items does it contain? And this is multiple choice. Okay. A, 2,000. Mm. B, 5,000. C, 17,000. D, 20,000. Now, Scotty, don't hold your yes. answer up. and I won't. And reveal to Kurt. No offense, Kurt. Oh, but now Kurt is holding. You guys, <laughs> okay, all right. So C and D. Kurt says C seventy thousand. Scotty says D twenty thousand. Look who's on the board. The correct Kurt! answer is seventeen thousand. You know why? It's a specific you know why? number. You hear my hear my theory on this one is yeah. obviously neither of us know the answer to that one. No, but there had to be. When you're writing those questions, you're going to, it's like, it's a very large number. So you have to put one number larger than, because it seems crazy oh, that there's 17,000, but yeah. there has to be one that's even crazier. Look at that. Did you do well on your SATs with your ability to assess te- how test questions are put together? Kurt went to Johns Hopkins. That's no joke. That's a hard school to get into. I, I went to UMass. Bananas, if- apparently. Yes. If you can identify colors, you get into UMass and get some, like, uh, you get the Pell Grant. (laughs) I got a Pell Grant. (laughs) 17,000, it is ridiculous that there's that many, though. Like, I have trouble envisioning how many that really is. I think it's a lot. Okay. The Banana Club Museum is uh, in Mecca, California, near Palm Springs. Yeah, someone just sent us, someone just tried, a listener just tried to go, and it's closed, but she took some photos from out front. And there's some crazy stuff. There's like a picture, what was like a banana on a toilet? Yeah, it was the outhouse. The outhouse restroom was just a (laughs) banana sitting on a toilet, and that's as close as our our banana could get, and... uh, but we've had a few people go there. And also, I was going to stop there on the way back. I was on a little road trip, and then I saw it was closed because of all this, the great choir. So we'll get there one day. We should do an episode from there. We should. Also, next time there. you're on, come out. Bring the fam. We'll do one out in Mecca. I would love that. Um, okay, number four. Okay, I won't show. <clears throat> hmm. Which sentence is correct? Oh, boy. A, 
a cluster of bananas is called a hand. A single banana is called a finger. B. A cluster of bananas is called a bunch. A single banana is called a unit. C. A cluster of bananas is called a foot. A single banana is called a toe. Or D. A cluster of bananas is called a bundle. A single banana is called a single. Do you need to hear that again? I have an idea. Okay. All right. What do you guys think? All right. Uh, Scotty says, A, a cluster of bananas is called a hand. A single banana is called a finger. And Kurt says, B, a cluster of bananas is a bunch and a single is a unit. Scotty is correct. Oh. Isn't that weird? The finger. I I knew the finger. You always got to know the fingers. That's the craziest part. Did you know they grow up? I always thought they grew down. They grow up like this. Isn't that crazy? I know they have a horrible carbon footprint. I know it's like one of those things that like takes a ton of water and then they're heavy and you have to ship them by boat. Like, but yeah, they're not, they're great food. They're very healthy for you, but they're not environmentally the best food. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Sorry, banana lovers. (laughs) You're killing the planet. All right. This is the final question. I can't win at this point. I know. You can. This one's worth five <laughs> fingers. This is for, for the win. <laughs> um, if you want. Uh, okay, number five. About 75% of the weight of a banana is what? A, fiber. B, sugar. Whoa. C, peel. D, water. What percentage? I'm sorry. 75 Mm. I'll go opposite, my friend. I think he might be right, though. So, Scotty says B, sugar. Kurt says D, water. Scotty's Kurt, doing you... that just... Scotty's doing that just... He knows. He knows it's water. Come on. I think you both win. The answer is water. <laughs> yes. You both win. Oh, my God. You guys tied. Just like humans. Just like humans. <laughs> yep. Like everything. There's, I didn't include it, but there was some crazy, like, the average American in a year eats, like, pounds and pounds of bananas. I don't. But someone else is eating double the amount to make up for me, I guess. I like them I pretty good. I didn't until once... I had kids. Yeah. Sorry, Scotty. Go ahead. They're good. No, no, no. I, uh, I was doing a show out in Hawaii, and I thought it was dehydrated because it's really humid there, and we were shooting outside a lot, and... They were like, you need to eat tons of bananas for the potassium because it prevents cramping because my left leg was cramping. And then it turned out that I'd just gotten bit by a spider and it was making my leg cramp. And But I was like <laughs> consuming. They had this mixed drink called like the drunken monkey or whatever. And it was a <laughs> banana daiquiri with Kahlua. And I was like, no alcohol. Just give me those. And I was drinking those and eating bananas. They have these special ones out there that are called like apple bananas or something. They're like really small and sweet. And uh, I was housing them. And then ever since, I like it. I'll eat it as a snack. They're this, good. The potassium thing, my my wife's friend went into labor. And she's like super, super hippy dippy, super holistic. So she was for like 10 hours only drinking <laughs> coconut water. And then 
she had like they had like and she was like trying to do it all natural and everything. And then eventually she had to go to the hospital because she had had an overload of potassium because there's like so much potassium in oh. coconut water. Oh, so wow. she thought she was being super healthy, just chugging coconut water Classic. all during labor. And then she that was what like sent her to the hospital <laughs> because she had too much potassium and it was like doing something fucking crazy to her body. Oh, Isn't that wow. crazy? Because you're just like, oh, got this coconut water being healthy. Yeah, like you. That's like when you hear about people on ecstasy who drink too much water. Right? Like how how is that? How can you overdose on water? Yes, or coconut water. I I have. I'm my doctor's asking me to stop to drink less water because I, I do drink. True. Yeah, yeah. I've since I've cut down. Wait, what? What indicated that you water. drank too much water? All of my electrolytes were low in my blood for like months. Oh like my wow! My sodium was low. My t- potassium was low. All these, all the things that if you drink a ton of water, you're just diluting your blood. Essentially, I was right. drinking. Mm. I was drinking like 300 ounces a day. It's a lot. That's a were, lot. Why did you feel like it was a healthy thing? Or I love just, it. Just thirsty? love drinking water. Just love love drinking water. <laughs> I think honestly, it's got to do. It's like an oral fixation. I just like always. I'm the same way. Know, I like. I yeah. started smoking when I was young. Yeah. I like drinking alcohol. Uh, also, we're used to like Kurt did this in New York too, where he always had a Nalgene or one of these aluminum bottles or titanium bottles or whatever. And but when you're in New York, you're walking like five six miles a day. Like you know, you're just walking on the subway, walking upstairs. You're always some, and there's no water fountains in New York. Like you're never drinking. Right. In L.A., you're kind of you go from house to car to restaurant, house to car to wherever. Yeah. So I think just also you probably needed more water when we were in New York, and now it's just now you're just flushing your system, dude. You're just yeah. you're flushing the toilet also, too many times. I had just I had also had a forty ounce like that was the main thing is like I stopped carrying a forty ounce but water bottle with me because I would just fully fill up a forty ounce water bottle every time I could, which was all the time. So it was just constantly drinking, and I was drinking like right. whatever. Seven or eight of three hundred <laughs> ounces of water a day, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah it Lord. is like a. It can be like a compulsive, like just a thing to do. Like I know if yep. I'm ever, like in a in a meeting or it's been a while, but like doing like a TV appearance or whatever, and they always give you a bottle of water, and I find yes. myself just like drinking it just because it's right there. Yeah. Um, there's something I was gonna say. What was it? Oh, where in Brooklyn did you guys live? Same neighborhood. Weirdly. Yeah, we lived in Windsor Terrace, which is on Prospect Park Southwest, and it's uh, off the F train, and it's a great residential neighborhood. That towards the time, Kurt and I lived walking distance, maybe about fifteen blocks from each other, just coincidentally. And um, but towards the end, there they like bars and restaurants and little boutique places and wine shops started opening, but. When Kurt was there, and then I, I came years later, it was all residential. It was great. I lived on Ocean Parkway. Where were you, Kurt? 15th Street or something? I was on 10th? Sherman Street. It was like Sherman. only a block long. Yeah. Yeah, and then I moved to Sunset Park. Nice. I lived in Carroll Gardens, and I miss the it best. so much. I love Very it. Very nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. This is a segment where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And <laughs> this then is we perfect say, for us. <laughs> We say whether we do it too. And we have a spookified song. Heck yeah.
out of that organ. <laughs> All right. Jay Inslee says, embarrassed as fuck when I accidentally play a video unmuted on my phone in the work or public bathroom. Not me. You're not embarrassed? I don't. I've never had that happen. I. Oh, but I had that happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't had it happen in a bathroom, but I have had it happen where all of a sudden, like like in a waiting room or something, and all of a sudden your phone is just blaring, and that I've is um, definitely embarrassing. not watched. So I've definitely scrolled past some videos where I was just like, if if for some reason that the volume came on, I would be embarrassed by people hearing that. So I will just scroll past it and not look <laughs> at it because I'm just yeah. worried that it might come out, even though I know exactly how volume comes out of my phone like i have to tap <laughs> on it but i always wear i'm just like i don't even want to get away from that <laughs> i'm always surprised though by people in public who have no problem just having the volume on with their videos Same. that they're watching it drives me crazy exactly i can't I, do it i watched someone get on this was just like right before covid someone facetiming with another person Ugh. My God. And then get on a fucking elevator and then continue FaceTiming in this small fucking elevator. It was crazy. I was like, <laughs> bring the asteroid. Humanity does yes. not deserve to live. Yes. Like, it's so crazy. And then we just had to listen to their two-sided conversation and we could see them. And it was it was crazy. What were they yeah, talking I, about? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean... You were you were, you were fuming at you were so angry you couldn't hear them anymore and yeah, everybody yeah. is and it just is I always think people that do that people that talk on their phone when they hold it out sort of flat in front of mm-hmm. them like they're about to take a bite of a pop tart or something <laughs> and then they're just talking on speakerphone I always feel like it's people that in life feel like nobody listens to them and they feel small and unheard and it's like they do that just to be like I dare you to say something to me I have a right to speak it's like when people cross a crosswalk. Uh, and the light turns green and they stare at you like I dare you to run over me. It's like all day long that person's getting told what to do and they feel small and insignificant and that's their one little power flex. It's like, and they're just, they're waiting for you to say something because they already know their funny thing they're going to say. So the best (laughs) thing to do is compliment that person really big but sarcastically and just let them hang themselves basically. (laughs) Like like, what what would a compliment be? I would be like, your hand and that phone were born to be together and then just walk away. <laughs> and then they're like, that's the weirdest thing that guy could have said. To me. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they feel small and quiet and then they do it to feel loud and in charge. And I just, am like, well, I pity them. I'm like, go have a miserable existence. <laughs> that's um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gwart machine. Uh, and that is a reference to my son used to think that the word for he used to say the way he pronounced fart was guart and (laughs) i like that more (laughs) yeah i told him he was a fart machine and he kept saying like i'm a guart machine and it was very funny um okay so guart machine says sometimes when i'm stirring something in the kitchen my tongue twirls around in my mouth Uh no i don't think i have i just twirled my tongue and no i don't do that I don't think I do that. I think that's just mm. you. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think so, Guart Machine. I think you might be operating on a whole nother level. 
Hmm. I mean, sometimes no. when I'm walking, or th- I used to do this. I don't do it anymore anymore because it's pretty intense. Uh, like when I would walk on a sidewalk, the four I would count the corners of squares, but using my teeth. So I would like click them I because mean... I have like I have eight <laughs> points of connection in my mouth on my teeth. So I would count like four and four, like over and over and over again, and count wow. them by eights. Uh, yeah. I don't really ever talk about that. That's that really now you did is like a like the essence of this segment. Just mirror everyone is shit like that. Like that is such a classic. Just mirror everyone. That's so good. But how That's did, definitely just me. How like you'd like connect two points? Like how yeah. how where are these? Where explain this? It's like it's like two are on my near my molars where my molars would be, and then there's these two like. Like the pointy ones and then the front ones. And then there's like one, two, three, four, and then one, two, three, uh. four. So as you like step on one, you would count the four corners, one, two, three, huh. four. And then you step with your other foot, count the four corners, and then just count by eights as you walk. Like eight, 16, 24, 32, 40, Wild. 56, 64, 70, And this 40. was when you, you're walking on what surface? Sidewalks or anywhere. If you're stepping off a curb, then the four points of the curb can count. Uh, Wait, what are the four points? Imagine the inside. You imagine the inside. The one, two, three, four. Like the four corners of the curb. So like you take your foot and you go like that on it? No, you can just count them in your mind. Just mentally. You're (laughs) you're mentally picturing it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that an OCD thing? That seems like there's some... Thing. like I, I worked with a guy <laughs> yeah. that had to measure everything three times and he would look at me like when we were like installing floorboards or toilets or anything <laughs> and met and you go scotty i know i have to do it three times and i go i don't care neil do whatever you got to do and he, <laughs> he he would have to measure it three times and then he'd drive the nail in it was crazy yeah no it wasn't it wasn't something i ever had to do or felt like bad if i didn't do it in oh, fact you just I did. pretty much stopped doing it It was more just like enjoyable like a way to pass time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah more like a way to pass time I still count uh, things by eights all the time. I don't know why. Hmm. Interesting. Like if you're, like if you're, well, like, like what's an example of something you would count by eights? At like anything. Like sometimes just counting by eights. Like I used okay. to sing that. Remember that Stone Temple Pilot song? And I would, uh, I, I, well, I always want, this was back in the day. I wanted to do a bit about this and there's no bit with it, but I would just sing it. But by eight, it's like eight, 16, 24, 32, 40, uh-huh. 48, 56, 64, 72, 88, I can keep going, but that was yeah. something I would do. Well, Tony's a drummer, a though. Like, Tony, don't you play on the eights? Isn't that like a thing? Isn't that a... Uh, like, four, more more fours, yeah. Fours? But, I mean, yeah, can, you, can, you know. <laughs> it's half of eight. Yeah. 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 One, two, There's two three, of them four, in an eight, four, so... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. Wait, what is the name of that song? I wonder if we could find like the karaoke version. Time to take the du- ditty, that oh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and is the called dog Big Empty. Big Empty. Yeah. Tony, Big Empty. See, I don't even see like if you that can, song. You don't like it? <laughs> no, I, I would just be like an obsession. It was an obsession to sing it. You don't have. I mean, like that doesn't mean we can't sing it. Um, see if you can it's just find such a weird choice. A version for Kurt to sing over. Mm-hmm. I will go on to the next one while you look for that. Oh, I'm, um, I'm already there. Although this is a great segment. It? Yeah, it's gonna. I love to, this segment. Hang on. Okay. 
I got I got to get through this ad first. Hang on. Okay. So you can. I guess you can come back to me. Okay. Um. Jill Starrett says, wonder what's up with couples who have joint Facebook accounts. Yes, and also joint email accounts. I, that's like sharing a toothbrush, which I think is it's gross. A, and it's a big I, problem. Nobody yeah. should do that. It's like it's also not fun. Also, just get rid of your Facebook anyways. Like just Facebook's yeah. stupid to begin with. But joint email, like we Kurt and I both responded to the bananas email podcast and the bananas um Instagram. And it's like, it's fun because I'll see what he does when I do. But it's also like, then we have our private, then we have our life. Like, I get so many work emails. If somebody was like, oh, you got something from so-and-so, I'd be like, get out of my fucking email. Like, uh, (laughs) I think that's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I don't understand it. Maybe it's, listen, listeners, if you have a joint account, explain yourself. Either of you can use it to write in show at gmail.com and explain yourself. Yes. I, right. I know that my dad and my stepmom have a joint email account, but that's because my dad has literally never used a computer in his entire life. So whenever I send an email to my dad, she'll respond, but she'll respond as my dad. <laughs> but like I dic- know. Like she dictate, he dictates to her? Yes, 100%. Yes. I will get... I can tell emails from my mom and I'm like, that's in my dad's voice. Like my dad just dictated that. <laughs> it's, it's weird how that it's happened. punctuated correctly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right, Tony, are we ready? Uh, yeah. Although, do you, are, you, are you going just for the chorus or, or you want the verse? Yeah, I don't know the whole song. I, I, no, <laughs> you, you know. Okay. I think just that's the chorus. That's kind of what I figured. I'm gonna, that, uh, let's we'll see, see how this works with the zoom, zoom of it all. Oh, yeah, there's oh, going right. to be a lag. No matter what. When I was young and in New York, uh, my friend was a uh, manager for Pretty Big Models. And he had one named Natalia Vodianova, who became the new face of Calvin Klein and CK1. And I had $9 and was wearing thrift store clothes. But my older buddy was like, well, come. Because we're doing a party for Calvin Klein to announce that she's the new face. So we go to one of those Manhattan clubs like Marquee or something like that. And we get led right in. I mean, the line out the door is like 200 people. And then he's like, I have to go take care of Nadal and tell you, you, that thing that you have, you can go up to the VIP section. It's lofted. So I go up there. I have a book bag on. And it's it's Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots, Lara Flynn Boyle, the Olsen oh. twins, the drummer for Velvet <laughs> Revolver, who I think is like Matt Sorum or somebody. I think Matt yeah. Sorum from Guns N' Roses uh, and me. And then I'm sitting there and they don't know who the fuck I am. <laughs> they don't they don't like talk to me. You can look down on the floor. It's empty. That was the other thing I learned, like clubs in New York. It's like half the people are outside. Nobody's inside. And it was so and I just remember sitting across from Scott Weiland, and Lara Flynn Boyle being like, this is VIP. And they let like me this like human debris blow up here and i was just like happy to have free bottle service but it was so but I, i've been three feet away from scott wyland which is a huge brag rest in peace <laughs> it was so weird that is weird um all right should we do it all right this should be this should be about the chorus right here okay let's try <laughs> Twenty-four, thirty-two, and forty. Forty-eight, fifty, 
66, a 64, 72. <laughs> I don't know. It all is just the same thing without the words. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like 90s so schoolhouse rocks. Does Lauren know you do this? No, no one knows I do this. Now we do. Yeah. Um, all right, and then we'll clo- We'll go out on uh, a just mirror everyone that Allison Rosen sent in, and I really did send this, and I sent it the way that I like to get my JMOs, which is if you have one, please tweet it to the show's account, which is at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, Allison Rosen's your new best friend. Uh, tweet it there and use hashtag JMOE. So uh, I said, I prefer a mouse to a trackpad. Oh. Is it just me? I uh, feel, uh, really, I'm getting a lot oh, of yeah. nods. I feel hindered by, like, if I have to do something, uh, and I'm, like a, there's a time crunch or whatever, if I just have my laptop as opposed to my desktop with a mouse and everything, like, I feel hindered by the trackpad. Or, like, oftentimes if I'm, like, copying a file over to something with a trackpad, it yeah. just takes, it's harder for me. There's more control with a mouse, I think. Yes. I think I like a mouse more. I haven't had one in 15 years, but I think I like <laughs> the control. I mean, I've just had laptops for so long now, but I think I, I think I like a mouse more too. Yeah. I it do requires not. so much room. Well, you have literally the like the digital world requ- like requires a physical space, and if something is big enough, like you keep like moving it over. That's the yeah. thing I never liked about a mouse. I even still have a mouse pad. Well, that was you're a big thing back in the day. Get custom mouse pad. That was cool. Huge. You get <laughs> you get a photo on it, and then it I gets know. all dirty, and then you're watching it dirty and peeling, and you're like, I get rid of this. It's yeah, it's super gross. Um, Tony, Tone yeah. Zone. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like a mouse. I I I think the the last time I felt <laughs> that way was before my. Like right as I got my first laptop, because then you know that first time you use a trackpad takes some getting used to, and you're used to a mouse. But the, you know that takes like a day or two, and then I anytime I've had to use a mouse since then, I'm very uncomfortable. It's like yeah. it's such such habit now of just going right for the trackpad. Mm-hmm. What I I will say, you know what I don't like is um, an ergonomic keyboard. Oh, is that the the split? Yeah, I can't it's use that. Yeah, yeah. so hard. I'm so I, slow on those. I was getting my taxes done, I don't know, a couple years ago. And Hell yeah. Was, <laughs> was she pays her taxes. So a lot of people don't. That's Allison right. Rosen pays her taxes. Than, more than $750. Um, and I had to look up something at some in some bank account or something, and I was having trouble remembering. And then my CPA was like, "Do you want to just you know do it at my computer?" Which is first of all, that's always weird when someone like invites you to sit at their computer and they're in so the room. Awkward. But he had yes. one of those yeah. ergonomic keyboardy things, no. and it took me so many tries to like get to the right <laughs> URL, and it was it was very weird feeling. I did not like it. Um, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show. This was thank so you much for fun. Us. Oh, thank you so much. This was wonderful. This was delightful. Um, I'm going to give. Oh, wait a minute, man. I always, I am just, I become a real forgetful Fred. No. 
You're the best. You're the best. You pay uh, your taxes. You're the best. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I would like to say hello and welcome to my new Patreon subscribers, Patreon. William S. That's right. William S., Dan H., Sarah Woo. H.V., Megan F., and Jody W. Hello and welcome. Again, I've done the hard sell for Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rose, and it's super fun. Um, and also right now, there's a promotion. You can sign up for an annual membership, and if you do, you get two months free. So it's 12 wow. months for the price of 10 months. If you like nice. savings, go do it now. Also, um, my Monday episode with Bob Saget is up. That is at youtube.com slash Allison Rosen, and listen to Childish and please follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Um, send in your just me or everyone's. And wait, there was something else. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, leave a nice comment, click five stars. It helps out the show and tell your friends. And Kurt, what would you like to plug and where can we find you? Bananas, baby. Um, yeah, go listen to Bananas uh, on Instagram if you want to go hit us up. It's at The Bananas Podcast. Uh, and you know, you can Google Kurt comedy. I'm the first thing that comes up. K U R T. And every Monday night, still hosting hot tub virtually on Twitch. Go, go to hold the And nice. uh, we're doing it every Monday, 8 PM Pacific time. Scotty. Uh, yeah, just listen to bananas and, uh, everybody vote and wear masks and wash your hands. It's not that hard. <laughs> Thank you. And Tony. <laughs> Uh, at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram, my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday, and I'll I'll double down on uh, what Scotty said. Vote, wash your hands, wear a mask. It's not that hard. No, it's not yes. that hard. <laughs> um, listeners, thank you so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know Rosie is your new best friend.